Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today I'm extremely pleased to be with my friend Gail Boone. I hope I pronounced it right, Gail. You certainly did. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. Now, you own and operate, operate Next Stage Equine Facilitated Coaching. Now, that's a complicated name, and many people have no idea what it means. I have been there. I have seen the horses, so it has to do with horses. Tell us a little bit about what is Equine Facilitated Coaching. That's a great question. And you're right, it is a complicated name. And, and now I wonder if it, it should be a different name. But anyway, um, equine facilitated coaching is a discipline, a modality where professionals such as coaches or facilitators or therapists, psychotherapists, partner with horses to create an experiential uh, learning or growth opportunity for the clients that come to them. So essentially, it's professionals partnering with the horses to really help a client discover what, what's happening with them, what's going on for them, and making the invisible visible so that they can move forward. That is really great. So basically, you are a horse whisperer. I know you're an ICF accredited coach. Yes. So you use the horses as a medium to connect with your clients. Do I see that right? Well, the horses, the way that the horses live naturally in their environment, they are attuned to everything that goes on around them. Uh, and they communicate non-verbally, and they're especially sensitive to to, to energy, and um, to to emotion. So they they communicate naturally that way. And so what they're looking for in their interaction with individuals is is for individuals to be to be naturally themselves. They want congruency, which means what you see on the outside is the same as what you see on the inside. And, and they create the opportunity when you partner with them, uh, how you show up in the space, they respond to that. And so when you're working with a coach or a therapist, we can look at the response of the horse and then enter into our disciplinary practice to find out what's really going on for the client. No, it's really fascinating. And I want to go a little bit back in your history. I've, I've of course, I have looked, looked up where you came from, and you are actually a nurse. 
And you have worked in uh, human resources. Uh, you've worked in quite different fields before you became a coach. What uh, triggered you to become a coach? Why are you doing what you're doing now and not stayed in nursing, for example? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a bit of a two-step process. I became a coach before I became an equine-facilitated coach. Um, and I'd spent a long time in, in the public service, and it was at the time where I really knew that I needed to make a change for me. Coaching people was something that I had always been a part of the work that I did. So after I left my formal public sector life, I thought I would pursue uh, a graduate education in, in coaching. So I did that and became a, a a professionally certified coach and a member of the International Coaching Federation. And while I was there, folks knew I had horses and said, why don't you try this equine-facilitated coaching? And at that time, I just really wasn't open or receptive to the idea. So I put it away. But as you know, you know, things that are meant to be surface, it wouldn't go away. The idea wouldn't go away. And then After a while, I was spending significant amounts of time on, a, on an airplane, and I really didn't want to do that. So I said, the work needs to come to me, and how can I make that happen? And I thought, well, you've got the horses right here. Bring that together with the coaching and uh, see where that takes you. So I, I was very deliberate in pursuing equine-facilitated coaching um, and have spent significant time doing that. And, uh, and, and brought the two together. And it really is, it's, I'm passionate about people and passionate about creating the opportunities, different kinds of experiences for people so that they can really discover what's going on for them, get the barriers that are preventing them from moving forward out of the way so that they can really step into their brilliance and be. I love that like you say, step into their brilliance because inside we are all a genius in some way, mm -hmm. whether it comes out or not. Mm -hmm. And I've seen you work and you're a very kind and caring and calm person. Not everybody is like that. And it reflects in the horses. And I've seen a client work with the horse with you. And it was interesting how the horse and the client interacted. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, a horse is a different animal than a dog or cat, because mm -hmm. that's what some people would ask. Why, why a horse? Why not a pig? Why a cow? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. They're all intelligent animals. Mm -hmm. Why a horse? Yeah, and they're all, you know, they are all sentient beings. Part of the, um, part of the answer, not the whole answer, uh, part of the answer is that the horse has a huge electromagnetic field. Their heart is very big in there. Their whole electromagnetic field, it's, it's huge. So they are... They are aware of everything that's happening in their environment, and they attune to us, to our electromagnetic field. They can tell that there's a rise in our blood pressure before we can. They can notice an increase in our heart rate. They can notice an increase in our respiratory rate. So they are tuning into um, our physiological self. And, of course, our, phys our physiological self is very much tied to our emotional self. Of course, it all works together. Right. And so we'll have changes happening in our body that the horses will be aware of you know, as a result of our, our emotional state and the change in our emotional state. The horses will pick up on those changes sometimes before, the people, before we even do. Mm. And so they're very sensitive. Uh, it is what they do naturally. It's how they communicate, as, as I think I may have said earlier, to one another. 
uh, non-verbally. They're picking up on our non-verbal, and they're communicating that back to us. Now, that's wonderful. So how do you know how a horse is reacting? Because it's it's all non-verbal. Do you sense the energy, or are there specific... Uh, uh, ear movements or other movements that you can notice? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The horse, um, the horse has many, many different facial expressions. It has it, 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 the way it carries its body, the way it carries its head, the way it moves its ears. Um, yes, there are a number of physical signs that a horse uh, will show us that lets us know whether or not it is in a relaxed or a heightened state. And so when we pay attention to that in concert with what's going on with the client, then that creates an opportunity for the the professional to then ask some questions around what is going on for that client. So it's noticing the horse's behavior in relation to the client and then getting really curious with the client about what is going on for them and inviting them to take a bit of a deep dive and communicate uh, verbally uh, exactly what's happening. Yeah. And that in the end will create the breakthroughs that mm-hmm. you get with your clients, is that right? Mm-hmm. That that the horse and you work together with the client to create an atmosphere where they feel safe mm-hmm. to go deeper, explore maybe painful mm-hmm. or buried emotions and express them in a way that helps them deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's, it's behavior that they may not be aware of that they um, have. It's, it's thoughts that they may not know that they're carrying. It's mannerisms or um, energy, the way that they show up in the space that they, we all have something, we all have a blind spot. Um, and so it's really making the invisible visible for people. And then they have an opportunity to be in choice about how they want to deal with the thing that has emerged mm. for them. Mm-hmm. I, I find that a really fascinating way to communicate. Because I, I know we have a dog, mm-hmm. and, and he communicates, and he feeds off the energy. When mm-hmm. my husband is upset or angry, he starts nipping and biting. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And when it's calm and quiet, he is usually calm and quiet. Mm-hmm. He's a puppy, so not always. Mm-hmm. But... but What's different about horses? I mean, horses hardly vocalize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to explain that quickly is with a client that I had. Uh, she knew she needed to come and do a session. She, is, she has high anxiety, and she knew that she was in a particularly uh, anxious period of time. She asked if she could come and do a session. So we did some work outside the round pen. I was going to do a, a reflective session with her. So I did some work with her outside the round pen, and um, the hor- she was having a really hard time getting in touch with her body and with her emotion, and the horse was just all over the place, kicking and bucking and rolling and rearing, and I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to use him for the session. So I stopped her, turned her around, had her look at the horse, and she said, that's exactly how I feel, like I'm trapped inside my own body and I'm trying to break free. And when she said that, it was just as if you had uh, given some kind of a tranquilizer to the horse because he calmed down, he settled down, he walked over to where she was. And when she went to work with him, 
He just wrapped himself around her and created a really safe space for her to discover what was going on for her. And she said she had never felt so connected as she did in that moment. And she felt safe. Wow, wow, wow. This is a really amazing experience. And it's actually a good way to end the first half of our show because I would like to get a little bit more into the clients and what they experience in relation to the horse and you when they come to you and experience it and how it works in practicality. Okay. So this brings us to the end of the first half of today's show here on 97.5 CIOE FM. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about the Horse Whisper, Gail Boone. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Gail Boone about equine facilitated coaching. Uh, I, I prefer to call it just horse whispering because that's really what you do. It is working with horses and coaching clients in the context of it. And in the first half, we talked a little bit about what it really is. Now, tell me a little bit about... Uh, the difference between coaching, psychotherapy, horse-facilitated coaching, mm -hmm. and, and the different forms. I mean, it's very different from taking a pill to, to, mm -hmm. to help your anxiety, which really is not the best solution in any case. Right. That's a really good question, and it's an important question. Um, the horses are going to do the same thing, regardless of who they're working with, be it a therapist or a coach or a psychotherapist or someone who's doing what they call equine-facilitated learning or equine-guided education. The difference really is in the provider, the human, the two-legged provider, and what they bring to the equation. So if, for an example, someone has a mental health issue and they are uh, working with the therapist and they go with uh, equine-facilitated therapy, then they're looking for a licensed therapist, licensed practitioner. If you're uh, wanting uh, coaching, then ideally you're looking for a certified coach, someone who has a coaching credential. And I always recommend when you decide on a coach, look into the background. There are coaches that claim to be health yeah. coaches that have a marketing background. Exactly. It's really important to understand who it is that you're working with and... and um, and what it is that you want. So I usually recommend to people that try to be as clear as you can about what it is that you're looking for. Are you looking for coaching? Are you looking for a skills-based skills learning experience? Or are you looking for psychotherapy or therapy? Because it, it makes a real, a real difference. And I also say to people that it's important to check into the service. Um, what's the philosophy of working with the horses? What are the credentials of the provider? What is their um, attitude toward their own professional development, and how do they how do they stay current? Um, if, for an example, you know you you someone would show up and they they think that they're looking for coaching, but really what the coach discovers is that there's a mental health issue. Do they have a mental health provider mm. that the coach can refer to rather than trying to continue on with that 
uh, client themselves. It's there are a lot of questions to to ask your your um, your provider to make sure that you are going to end up in the right place. Unfortunately, one of some of the things that we see is you know folks who have a barn and no horses um, and and hang a shingle and say, you know, I, because I know horses and I can do things with horses, then I can offer this. I can teach people things. Um, horses can teach people things and build our skills that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, you have to have some uh, um, training to be a real good coach. Uh, I mean, otherwise you really are more a mm-hmm. uh, riding experience provider mm-hmm. which is nice too when you ride with horses or mm-hmm. you pet a horse it's, it's a nice experience in any any form in, unless a horse is not nice mm-hmm. <laughs> there are no such thing as nice not nice horses right right <laughs> it's inexperienced riders sometimes <laughs> yeah so so we try to make that distinction mm-hmm. and try to make sure that the people who come to us understand what we're about mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the amount of, of uh, work that has gone into creating this kind of a, a space for them to be able to do their work in. Now, what would you say who should come to do this work? <clears throat> well... Who's the best target? Yeah. Again, that's a really interesting question. And um, what I would say to that is people who are um, really open to a different kind of an experience to help them identify a challenge, work through a deep or difficult challenge. They may be facing some life transitions. Um, they may be stuck. Um, maybe they're they're working with a group of people, or they're working with a, or they're leading a team, and something's not working. Essentially, something is not working for them in their life at this particular time. Yeah. And they need to be able to uncover what that is in a safe place, work with a thinking partner in an experiential type of a way so that they can um, start to really get in underneath, dig in underneath what's going on, what's holding them back and move forward. Typically, what, what I'm noticing is um, that uh, predominantly the women, predominantly the client base is women. Um, they they uh, come with challenges usually in confidence or communication um, or um, those kinds of just just uh, maybe a role maybe their role is changing uh-huh. or they're experiencing a new situation in life maybe it's at work maybe it's at home uh, maybe it's in their social circle whereby a new challenge has presented itself and they're not really sure about how to go mm. about moving through it. So if somebody feels really stressed out by a change in their life that they can't handle by themselves, but they're otherwise functioning well, that would be a good person yeah. to refer to you and mm-hmm. say, try mm-hmm. try Gail and the horses. Mm-hmm. It's interesting really what you can do. And, mm-hmm. and it is. I must say it is different from coaching, sitting in chairs, because some people just don't want to talk, mm-hmm. and yeah, we also, um, y- you know, it's it's really interesting. For an example, when you have a leader of a group who comes with a team of people, and uh, this leader may not be aware of the impact that they have on the group. The group mm-hmm. is very aware of the impact the leader has, mm-hmm. but the leader is not aware of the impact that they have on the group. 
And when you invite them to work with the horse, the horse will very quickly help them identify their leadership style. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Tell a little bit more about that. Well, um, I recall an example that was shared with us when I was um, recently in, um, in Arizona completing another program. And um, it was a leader who, uh, he, he wasn't getting the productivity out of the team that he wanted to get. And he really didn't understand why. And so he and his team came to this facility to do equine facilitated coaching. And he was invited to uh, go first with, with, the, with the horse. And he went in and approached the horse as if the horse wasn't going to do what he was asking him to do. So he really whipped up the energy and, and, um, and the horse was having none of it. So he, he walked away, the horse walked away from the individual. And when the coach worked with the leader to ask what was happening... He, he discovered that that's the way he approaches his team, as if they're not going to do what he's asked them to do. So he comes with a, an abundance of extra energy that isn't needed and a, almost in a command kind of a way. That drives his subordinates, to call them, uh, away from him. Dro drives them away from him. He noticed that, and uh, they have since changed their practice. He's changed how he leads that group, and their productivity has shot through the roof. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. So now we are getting slowly to the end. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like you to tell people where they can find you, mm -hmm. how they can find out more about you and your way of equine facilitated coaching. Sure, thank you. You can find us at um, www.nextstageefc.com. You can find us on Facebook at Next Stage. And uh, you can also find me um, on Facebook, my, my name on Facebook. Um, and we... From and to, to how, how do you spell your name? Not everybody will uh, remember. Right. G-A-I-L-B-O-O-N-E. And you can also pick up the phone at 902-497-8650. And we'd be happy to take your call and... Uh, Uh, work in a matter that works for you. We have sp specific programs that we run, but we also custom design according to the need of the individual or group that's on the, on the other end of the telephone line or the email. So um, an email is gailboon at ns.simpatico.com. And yes, I'm... Sorry, .ca. And yes, I'm one of those ones that still has the Simpatico address. Oh, well, yeah, that uh, shows which provider provides the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I have to say that for those who don't know where Enfield and uh, Halifax is, it's in Nova Scotia, beautiful eastern Canada, and uh, Enfield is actually close to the airport. So right. for people that are flying in uh, mm -hmm. to enjoy your equine-facilitated coaching, either as a leadership retreat or something like that, Uh, it would be easy to reach. Probably mm -hmm. there's a transfer, or the, uh, now there's a bus, and it, it's not it's not that hard. It's close to the airport. Just take a taxi. It's 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 easy to find. Seven and minutes. Seven just. minutes. There you go. <laughs> and to Halifax, it's about forty. So, it's yeah. really next to the airport. Good for people to fly in and right. see Gail and her horses. And her husband is around too. He was sitting here quietly all through the car. <laughs> 
and providing a good spirit. <laughs> yeah, we're and easy to find and there's lots of good accommodation around. So Excellent. Right. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Gail. This brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Gail and forgot her website or email or phone number, my email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, at communityradio.ca. Or you can contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Cecil Wright and Cole Carew. Hey, you're the best. <laughs> you might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.